Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire young women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Welcome to the opening segment called Getting to Know You. Original, I know. So I've got Reeks May with me. Hi, Reeks May. Hello. If you could paint a picture of any scenery you've seen before, what would you paint? Uh, my favorite scenery is snow-capped mountains in the back and then a big lake in the foreground and me sitting in front of it. In like a deck chair, just chilling. Yes. What's your favorite indoor or outdoor activity? I love going into the hinterland and just being in nature. Do you have an indoor activity? I like listening to worship music Mm. and just having a nice hot coffee. If you knew that the world was going to end in 2020, what would you do differently? I think I would travel more and Mm. not care about how much it costs just to get to America at least. But yes, I would travel more. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about your journey and testimony so far? So I am 31 and I immigrated to the U.S. when I was three years old. I have two brothers and my parents are still alive. I just moved here to Australia two years ago, but most of my faith journey was in America. When we immigrated to America, the Episcopal Church took us under their wing. In doing that, I grew up in the church, but never really had a relationship with God. Because we had to assimilate to the U.S., And because my parents still held on to our heritage being Cambodian, I had a lot of issues growing up, a lot of assimilation issues and just worth issues and body image issues. Once I became a teenager, all my issues sort of accumulated. From the outside, I had it all. I was basically an overachiever. So I was a cheerleader. I was president of my class, president of student council, just really had it all together, it seemed, quote unquote, popular. So I say that all not to boast, but more so to emphasize that from the outside, someone would think I, you know, was pretty cool. But on the inside, I was just a hot mess, heartbroken, didn't feel any worth, felt so alone and just misunderstood and just really sad. I didn't have a close relationship with my parents because they had PTSD from the genocide they had endured in Cambodia. And so I kind of carried um, this, all this pain Mm. by myself. So once, I don't remember what age, but I was a teenager and was contemplating suicide. Ooh, this is sad. (laughs) It was quite devastating just to feel that crappy. I remember um, I was under my bed just crying out to the Lord being like, this isn't fair. Like, Mm. how does a nice person who does good things has a good heart? Like, it's not fair to feel this crappy. All this time I was going to church, so you would assume I knew that I could have a relationship with God and that he was alive and could speak to me, but I must have missed that because I was a bit boy crazy, so I was Mm. ignoring all that. So it was that night that I actually heard the audible voice of God, which is so gentle, but yet firm. And he was like, Rick's man, you just can't, like you can't 
kill yourself because you need to live for me, for my purposes, and no one else can accomplish that except you. So at this point, I didn't even know that God could speak to me. I didn't even know I can have a relationship with him. I didn't know there was such thing as purposes, which is so sad, mm-hmm. given that I grew up in the church. And so literally that evening, like God saved me. When I look back on my faith journey, I see how he has healed me emotionally. So that was the first one. And then that was in my teens. And then I met Daniel, who I've been married to since 2008. So eight years. And Daniel came into my life when I was studying abroad in Sydney. You still carry all these emotional pains and baggage. And, you know, I I was running away from all my problems back in America, thinking a new country would help me. And Mm. it didn't. But I did meet my future husband, which is great. So it was through Daniel that God did another big emotional healing because at that time I was dealing with trust issues. I still had a lot of body image issues at that time, had been struggling with anorexia and bulimia for 10 years. And so when I met Daniel, like I completely got healed. No intervention, no medicine, no nothing. And so I started embracing more of who God made me to be. We're here now in Australia and I'm 31, like I said, and I feel as though God's healing me again of all the emotional baggage that I haven't addressed since my childhood. Because when you don't address them, you find yourself in the same thought processes, the same behaviors, and you don't understand how you keep getting there, but you know there's something wrong. And I have a Christian mentor through the church now who was basically able to read me like a book in an hour and a half. Yeah. And I realized that I have a lot of issues of shame. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on now. <laughs> and so the topic you're going to speak on today is... Emotional healing. Emotional healing, yes. Yes. Why do you think this is an important topic in today's society? You need God to heal you. And for me, when I was praying about this and meditating about it, I thought, ah, oh, healing, like, oh, I have broken arm, like, dear Lord, heal me. Or I have friends who are dealing with cancer right now, and we pray for their healing. But our emotions, it's just so deep. And it comes from the day we're born with how we're raised and the friends we come across, the partners we interact with and have romantic relationships with and through our lives at each point you know we have bruises and I thought I did enough self-homework but apparently I didn't and so I don't even know how to explain it but it's only through God that I can become a better person and a more peaceful person and a person who I want to say become a new creation but it's just he's unraveling me I guess yeah and I and I want to be less of who I am but in order to be less of me and my flesh and to be more like Christ I need to heal all those Mm. wounds yeah because otherwise they hold me back and they're like strongholds What do you think God's perspective is on this topic? You need him. There is <laughs> no <laughs> way of becoming more like Christ and having that peace and also forgiving your past, the people who've hurt you, the experiences you went through, because you can easily play victim to all of it, but it's only through Christ who he just has the answer. 1 Peter 5 verse 10 and after you have suffered a little while the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore confirm strengthen and establish you and I just feel like there is a purpose for the pain if I didn't have all these bruises and gone through valleys and darkness and all those horrible feelings I wouldn't be as strong as I am today I wouldn't be able to 
speak to others about how God's healed me. I've read self-help books. I have two degrees. Like, they didn't help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, it's only through Christianity that makes sense, that mm-hmm. speaks all the truth into your life, because otherwise you just become of this world and waver to how the world thinks you can fix it which Mm -hmm. is by shopping for me or you know comparing and coveting other people yeah I actually remember I used to go and shop whenever I felt sad yes (laughs) it's such a girl thing it is for the listeners out there that are experiencing this where they feel so low in life at the moment they're not quite sure what the next step is and they're contemplating how do I rely on God or maybe I'm it's life's too hard what advice do you have for them or practical steps that they can take to get out of that mind frame because it's so hard when you're spiraling down like how do you get out of that spiral uh, it's hard especially if you're contemplating suicide or you're so depressed because I don't know if it's a given but I was or have experienced quite deep depression Mm. where you don't even want to get out of bed or talk to anybody. But my advice, it takes many steps. And for me, till I was in my lowest point, it was calling out to the Lord and being angry with him and confronting him. I was mad. Like, I didn't deserve this. What had I done wrong? And just really just giving it to him. And I think that is, you know, you lay your burdens onto him and he comes and basically rescues you. And so I'd say pray, be very candid with God. Even if you don't think there's a God, I didn't know I could talk to God. I just knew there was a God. So that's one option. I think having a Christian mentor more recently for me, I've had it when I was back in America, but having one physical, physically is awesome, who can speak truth into your life. And then the third is if you need clinical help, then you got to seek that. And you're not alone. I Mm. thought I was alone because no one shares their problems. The reality is you're not alone. And as I've been able to share more of my testimony, it has opened the door for me to be able to talk candidly with other women, Mm. young and old, um, who have experienced the same types of feelings. Do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? I think mentor, like I said, finding biblical truth, and just in general, just take one step at a time. Mm. I like how you said it was many steps. It's so many steps and it will seem like, you know, the world's ending and it's better to just die. But really, I have seen throughout life and I haven't become suicidal since then, thank God. There's always something beautiful in a moment or around the corner that Mm. God forbid you didn't make it to that next moment like it could have been so beautiful you could have met your prince charming you could have won the lottery or me even with the children it's just to witness a milestone like you just never know and god always his grace and his surprises are just really uplifting thank you so much for joining us oh thanks for having me (laughs) this is totally off topic (laughs) what candle are you burning it is by jane I think her last name is PT and is the Green Boulevard. She has, that's her company. I I don't know. I would have to look at it. I I feel like it's it's worth you walking over to have a look at it. It's beautiful. Okay, I can look. (laughs) Okay. Because Daniel loves it. It's so good. Everyone, her whole house smells amazing. Caramel and vanilla. Okay, say it into the microphone. It's caramel and vanilla. Thanks for listening to today's episode, everyone. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. Hi.